Race Fuels is the leading fuel distributor in Australian motorsport, and we are seeking two enthusiastic, hard-working individuals to join our dynamic team in 2022. Both roles are based at Racefields headquarters in Dandenong, South Melbourne, and include travel to Australia's best motorsport events. The right candidates should be self-motivated, autonomous workers with a customer-focused attitude. To be part of our great team, apply now via recruitment website Seek, JobSpot on Speed Cafe, or email your resume to careers at racefuels.com.au. Two of the very best operators in the garage. Wow. This has been coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as always. Red flag, this is a suspended uh, race. Hello, it's the Parked Up Podcast. We're powered by Race Fuels. My name is Grant Rowley. Episode 77, Tony D. And you're back. I'm back. So it's like nothing's changed except another week's gone by. How was your week? My week was very good. Thank you, mate. Um, we were lucky enough to have Friday off for the AFL Grand Final. Now, I know we don't talk a lot about other sports on this motorsport podcast, but considering there's not much else going on. You want to talk about the It was the bloody exciting. It, yeah, was. it was bloody exciting. I'm surprised you want to talk about footy because you're a Geelong Cats fan. I'm a Sydney mm. Swans fan. Uh, mm. Our teams went out a couple of weeks ago. Did I they? wanted to forget footy. Well, yeah, yeah. But at the moment, there's nothing else to really, uh, you know, barrack for or do. So <laughs> it was just like everybody stopped. It's literally stopped the nation. <laughs> and uh, every, everyone watched. So, no, it was... Uh, this nation has been stopped since about March 2020. <laughs> yeah, getting ready for the grand final, AFL grand final. Uh, no, it was actually, it was nice to have Friday off and uh, just have that extra day over the weekend for a long weekend and enjoy a bit of football and some nice food and all that sort of stuff. So it was a very relaxing weekend. And mm. the, what, the, was your, the, what was your grand final food? What did you have? Uh, I have that roast. Was seriously, that was the most exciting thing I had going on. Uh, Steph made me a beautiful roast chicken, which wow. might not sound that exciting to some people, but I bloody love chicken. Mm. So that's like my ultimate. What did you have? Well, I had a bit of chicken as well, but I went for a bit more. Uh, you went for KFC, didn't you? No, 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 no. I had, it was a little bit more footy-esque and there was a whole bunch of corn chips, salsa and cheese involved in it. Ah, beautiful. <clears throat> I made this homemade guacamole and I put, probably I put a little bit too too much garlic in there and it just made it so tasty yeah. that I couldn't finish the nachos until I'd finished the guacamole. It was all oh. about the guacamole. So, yeah, it was pretty frightening when I weighed myself the next morning. It was it was not pretty. It was not I can pretty. imagine you were making some terrible smells out there at your backside as well. <laughs> um, yeah, we won't Lucky talk about dear. those. We won't talk about those. Who were you going for in the granny? Uh, I actually had my cash on the team that lost. Oh. So the poor old Western Bulldogs look, were looking so good for the first uh, mm. two and a bit quarters and then um, sort of gave up. They just ran was, out of puff, didn't they? Mm. No Crazy. more steam left in the dogs. So uh, there you go. The Melbourne Demons. Why well, no? Actually, I don't even know how to react to that. I, I've lived in Melbourne for almost 20 years. And I've only ever known the demons to be the shitbox team that runs towards <laughs> the back of the field. So I'm not really sure how to react to them being successful. Wow. 
It was exciting nonetheless. My dad is a D supporter. So um, oh, there you go. he's gone for a very long time without any success or anything to celebrate. So he was He wouldn't have up. even lived in Australia the last time that those blokes won, <laughs> That's a, right. won a flag. <laughs> hey, exactly. um, as good as footy is, we're going to talk about some race cars. We've got some big news, a great weekend for the Australians overseas as well. Some really strong results on the international front. Plus, we've got two awesome guests. We're going to talk to Nick Perkett, and he's going to reveal where he's driving in 2022. Do you, we should, do you reckon we should ask him this? Yes, definitely. Okay. Well, we haven't well, talked. That's the only reason we got him on the pod today. <laughs> Let's ask him. Let's see what he says. Uh, and we're also going to talk to Cooper Murray, super competitive in the Australian Porsche Carrera Cup. Uh, we do a little bit of training with him. And when we say we do, I mean, Tony does. Sometimes <laughs> I stand there, take some photos or pretend to do a push-up or something. Uh, we're going to talk to Cooper. He's got some awesome news as well. He's going overseas to compete uh, in some junior driver shootouts, and he's going to be the absolute next big Porsche sports car star. So we thought we'll talk to him now. We'll own him now. <laughs> and then like he'll, he'll just be known as Parked Up's Cooper Murray. Yeah, I'm just hoping that when he is a big international star that he, he lets us come over and share his house in Monaco or something and just hang out with him. Cool. That's what I'm hoping for. <clears throat> Lock it in. Big episode coming up. The ownership of Cooper Murray, uh, Nick Perkett's 2022 drive and a bits of news. So uh, let's get into news right now. This is the news, Tony D. It is brought to us by motorsportwebsites.com.au. They'll make your website pretty damn cool, just like the Parked Up website. Now, a huge weekend in racing, but before we get to that, some significant news over the weekend as well with four rounds confirmed for Sydney Motorsport Park, and that's what we're going to see for supercars to uh, finish off this championship. So five rounds to go. Four of them will be held at Sydney Motorsport Park. And then, of course, the big one, the Repco Bathurst 1000 at Mount Panorama in early December. Four rounds at Sydney Motorsport Park, Tony Day. That's a lot. It, it is a lot. Um, yes. They had I'm, to do not... it, though. Look, they had to do it. Let's oh, like It would be easy to sledge it. It would be easy to no. sit here and say, well, that's just crap. But like, it's got to get done. It needs to get done for all the reasons that everyone knows with broadcast and ticking ticking the boxes and, and all of that stuff. So um, great work, Supercars, to actually get it done and commit to it. I'm sure it was probably one of the least preferred options to do four at one venue. Mm. But the the beauty of Sydney Motorsport Park, it's got heaps of different variants. So um, yeah. yeah, it will be interesting to see um, how they divvy it up and, Obviously, there's going to be some night racing. Um, whether or not they use some of the different circuit layouts um, is yet to be known. Um, because, you know, there, there are a couple of other variants, um, but, you know, whether it would suit the, the supercars or be good for uh, racing in general, I'm not too sure. But, you know, I'll look at it this way, Grant. There, there was chat at one stage that they were going to do back-to-back -back rounds at Queensland Raceway. So I think they picked the right venue. I know they're doing four races there, but... Sydney Motorsport Park always puts on great racing and uh, that's all that matters at the end of the day. Whether they're going around the same corners or not, doesn't matter. Um, we're going to get the rounds in. Everyone's going to be entertained. We're going to crown a champion 
and uh, we'll go to the Bathurst 1000 and that will be a huge event as well. As we all know, you know, TCR and S5000, all those um, support categories are going to be there for the Bathurst 1000. So that's shaping up to be just a, a mega event. So it's not all lost. And I think uh, everyone should be pretty pumped up that we've got these races committed to and we're actually going to get this championship done. Cool. Yep. Yep. Very exciting. I reckon the thing with, so Sydney Motorsport Park has quite a few different variants and I, and I'm sure that the, that's standard. I think it's the Gardner circuits, 3.9 K. I reckon that'll be the one that they'll use more often than not. They can light up the whole track. It'll be great. Uh, they can use that little short flip floppy circuit, which I reckon they should try at least once. It's hard to pass around there. It's probably only one passing, one genuine passing spot. Yeah. They'd have but, to make the race about a hundred laps long. But <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. It would actually be a pretty short lap. But here, let me throw this wild card at it. And I'm okay. sure that they won't do it. Let's do because, it. But this is what they should do. They should have a night race around. The co-drivers. Oh, not, sorry. No. No, okay, sorry. That would be kind of fun too. But they should do a race around the, that little corporate hill section with the with that new piece of road that the supercars have never raced on. I think at the the full track, I think it's called the Brabham. But don't race the full track. It's like it's like six k. My God, TV would need to buy like an extra ten cameras to cover the thing. <laughs> so they could run the little bull ring around the back into the track so they wouldn't actually come down the main straight they'd just run around this little bull ring around corporate hill they probably won't do it because they would tear up so much equipment because the the circuit is so narrow mm. that, that the only way to get past anyone would be to um use the front bar probably a little I, bit too much but it would be entertaining they need to do it be. they need to what do it. why don't they okay let's just take it up a notch here Use that style, that circuit, that that uh, variation, but do it in reverse. Jesus, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know well, what the runoff. We're like. throwing I mean, it out there. We're throwing it out there, mate. Let's just do it in reverse. I don't know what the runoff is like, to be honest. Um, no, no, I mean, no. I'm maybe... saying put the cars in reverse and go in reverse. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, maybe. Yep. Maybe. We'll put it, it to Sean Seymour. We'll, we'll put it to him and see what he says. Cool. We'd like to speak to Sean. We've tried to speak to Sean. He's, he's obviously got a fair bit going on. But anyway, like the thing that we know is that we've got four events at Sydney Motorsport Park. I hope everyone likes... Uh, you think uh, they'll the have crowds there? Sights and smells of Eastern Creek. Uh, maybe. If, uh, if the New South Wales government is good to its word, then... Once they get up to that 70, 75, 80% double vax rate, which they're on track to do, then we're going to be opened up. Maybe there'll be a restricted amount of crowd. Obviously, the event will have to be run in a COVID-safe manner. So does that mean restricted crowds? Does that mean no crowds? Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. But you know what? The good news is, regardless of where you are in Australia or around the world, you'll be able to watch. It'll be four supercars events in a row and throw in the Bathurst 1000 two weeks after that, it's it's five rounds in six weeks. Plenty of motorsport to end our 2021 basket case of a year. So that's a positive, plus some under, under lights racing as well. That'd be cool. Mm. Yeah, we should do it in TCR as well. 
We need to do some more rounds. Maybe. Uh, we can't add too much more to that. Certainly the the uh, the Bathurst event at the end of the year is where we'll definitely see some TCR. Uh, and then we'll just wait and see if there is another one, probably at Sydney Motorsport Park, <laughs> in the lead up to the Bathurst 1000. Uh, okay, cool. So that's the big uh, that's the big supercars news. There's uh, hasn't been too much in the silly season. I don't think we can add to. Would you think? No, any wild? No, not really. Not this week anyway. It sort of erupted a few weeks ago, and then it's like in this holding pattern. One of the guys that we're going to talk to today, Nick Perkout, he is going to be key to the rest of the silly season. So I think yeah. once once he sort of announces what he's doing. Um, and he's later, going to do that. later in this podcast, yep. He's going to do it in this podcast. At so least we're going to listening, ask. please. <laughs> keep listening. Um, we're going to get the, the down low and uh, get the scoop. Mm-hmm. But I think once he announces that today, then you'll start to see some other dominoes uh, fall and, and uh, drivers announce their plans as well. So okay. on the weekend, though, mm-hmm. there was a lot of other racing. We had oh, IndyCar. Yes, Formula One. Formula One as well. And some great results That's for, <laughs> well, look, in Russia where they were doing some Formula One racing, uh, it was good that Danny Rick finished fourth in a crazy, crazy race. Usually ending a race with rain is exciting. But the guy who I think most of the people around the world wanted to win was the one who got affected by the rain and Lando Norris came unstuck. He dominated the weekend. He qualified on pole. Lewis Hamilton was tracking him down, but the rain came and Lando didn't pit to get the tyres that he needed to, which would be so hard. It would be so hard for him to have taken that. He was leading the race by 25 seconds and you think, yeah, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. I don't, I don't need to take any tyres. There's only three laps to go. I'll just go a little bit slower and I'll be fine. No dramas. <laughs> but I, I actually haven't watched um, the end of the race. Of course, I fell asleep before the uh, the end of the race. I watched the start. But apparently he was basically disobeying what the the team was saying. He, he was quite uh, stressed on the radio um, during the race. And uh, in, in, in the end, he made the call not to come in and ultimately paid the price and... Uh, didn't get that win, which he definitely deserves because um, an amazing day on Saturday, you know, to put the thing on pole in really, really tough conditions. You know, we saw George Russell as well perform outstanding and get the car that Williams up the front, Carlos Saints as well. And we saw probably maybe a little bit of a, a chink in uh, Lewis Hamilton's armour. You know, he, he seems to be just struggling a little bit with the pressure and making a couple of little mistakes you see in qualifying there, Granny, he nicked the wall, had a spin. Mm-hmm. And this was all with Max Verstappen, who had an engine penalty. So he wasn't even in qualifying. Um, there wasn't really a lot of pressure on him, but he knew he had to capitalize. And he sort of made his day pretty damn hard and really was lucky in the end to win his 100th Formula One race. A <laughs> hundred. <laughs> My Lord. Tony D. That's, calls that's crazy. For, Tony D calls for bloke who just racked up his 100th Grand Prix. To retire. He, he's, he's <laughs> Too lost many it. chinks in his armor. <laughs> he has absolutely lost it. No, I'll tell you what, there's a, there's a, there's, um, a younger guard coming in and uh, it's really exciting to see Formula One. It's it's really, really cool to watch. Mm, um, cracking season. But, so even though Max Verstappen, um, you know, started from the back, he still got to second in the race. So 
massive damage limitation and um, they've got a fresh engine for the rest of the year now. So I reckon he's going to be pretty hard to beat. Fresh Honda engine, Tony. Mm. Yeah, the, the old VTEC. <laughs> you beauty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so Denny Rick, as we, as I said at the top there, finished fourth, which was a good result. Mm. I think qualified fourth or for fifth or sixth or whatever. Finished fifth, fourth. Yeah. So, yep. yep. So good result there. Oscar Piastri in Formula Two. He won the feature race, extended his lead in the F2 Championship. This guy is a rookie. He's never done F2 before, and he is creaming up at the at the moment. Uh, he's doing an awesome job and the future for Australia's Formula One uh, drivers looks very, very good. And also Jack Doohan took a win in F3 as well. So, uh, yeah, a great day for Australia in Russia. Yeah, absolutely. Should we talk about some IndyCar now? Yep, and Scott McLaughlin is the uh, Rookie of the Year. We mentioned that well before we talk about the uh, guys who won the uh, nah, won the championship. But it was awesome that Scotty Mack, uh, I guess, did what he needed to do. He finished ninth. It's a great result. But hmm. to be Rookie of the Year in his first year in IndyCar, awesome result. Yeah, he's looking really... Well, I shouldn't say comfortable, but he's looking uh, more in tune with things now. He's getting around in the pits, you know, on a motorbike with his sunnies on and hat, and he looks all all American and cool now. So he's very he's acclimatized very well. Um, but yeah, he he uh, it was great for him to get that rookie of the year. Grosjean was his main contender, who was actually coming at him pretty hard at the back end of the season. He's really acclimatized very well to IndyCar. Um, and just announced that he's going to um, join Andretti Racing uh, for next year, which is a very big deal for him. Uh, but he actually shunted in the race. So um, it sort of handed, well, not handed it to Scotty, but made his day a lot easier, put it that way. So um, very tough track, that one. Uh, very easy to make a mistake. So very good first year for Scott. And I think he's only warming up. You know, I think now he knows all the circuits. Next year, he's going to be so much stronger and more confident in the IndyCar. Awesome. And we can't wait to follow his progress. Tony D, I don't know. Is that about the news? We've got a, think, uh, we've got a couple of... about the news. We've got a couple of really, really cool guests to come up. Yeah. The first is Nick Perkett. He currently drives for Brad Jones Racing. What we definitely know is that he won't be driving for Brad Jones Racing in 2022. He's decided that he is going to leave and we will ask him, where is he going? And let's see if he gives us the answer. Do you reckon he'll give us the answer? Yep. Excellent. I like those <laughs> odds. I like those odds. All right. It's Nick Perkett on the Parked Up podcast and we're powered by Racefields. And it's great to welcome Nick Perkett back onto the Parked Up podcast. Nick, how are you? I am well. How are you guys? Oh, we are Very amazing. <laughs> and we thank you for joining us because you've agreed to give us the exclusive on where you're driving in 2022. <laughs> um, we thank you so much for that. So happy for you to reveal to us all what's going on for you next year. Mm. I told you, you know, it wouldn't take long. I still have to go up and down the East Link. I know that. I'm not the East Link. The, what is it in Melbourne? The city? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. You uh, you triggered. It was a bit of a surprise, honestly, the fact that you had decided to leave Brad Jones Racing. How did how did it all come about? Oh, it's a long long story. Um, I guess 
you know, at first kind of, it's not something that just kind of appeared out of nowhere, I guess, from my end anyway. Um, yeah, but I guess once I kind of got through Townsville and stuff like that, and then I just woke up one morning and was like, I think, I think it's time to kind of move on and have a look at what's around. And um, the first thing was I knew there was obviously a few good seats out there with um, obviously Jamie retirement and a um, bit, bit of movement um, up and down pit lane. So then I was trying to figure out if I could actually, you know, come to an agreement with Brad to leave, um, which is probably the hardest bit because obviously we, we were happy with what we we're doing. Um, but like I said, Dean, it was nothing, it's not personal. It's just, um, I think like in any job or situation relationship, if one party is not fully invested or happy with it, there's, um, it's not gonna work. So kind of that's where we got to, but it was you know, over probably, definitely over more than a couple of months to get to that point. Um, and to his credit, you know, he's been extremely fair um, with allowing it to happen because yeah, he, he could have put his dug his heels in and said, hey, you ain't going anywhere. So um, yeah, it's um, probably just a little bit of a, I don't know, a little trigger in my head that said, you know, I want to put myself in a, a different environment and see if I can, you know, be at the front a bit more often and um, win some more trophies. And I think there's a bit of an opening, obviously, with what Triple Eight have done. Um, having Brock Feeney as a rookie, there's a, a big opportunity for a couple other teams to try and take the mantle of uh, T8 for a year or two. Now, Nick, I, I reckon um, I'm to blame for, or partly to blame <laughs> for this because we we have some cheeky uh, text messages going back and forth. And when Jamie uh, decided to retire, I, uh, I, I sort of probed you a little bit and said, mate, this is your opportunity right now. And I'm, I'm sure that's, uh, you know, we're obviously joking, but I'm sure... Um, for yourself, you know, you're absolutely in the prime of, of your career. Um, you've got the right amount of experience on board. You're ready to win races and you need to be in the right car to do that. So um, I don't think anyone's blaming you for chasing that. And I think Brad, as a racing driver, he'll he'll totally get it, but I'm sure he's pretty upset to see you leave because you're, you're well and truly the leader of that team. Yeah, I think that was a hard bit for him as well, you know, because he's such a racer. And I said that, I said, I got to literally laid it out and said, you know, this is what's potentially an opportunity and what would, what would he do? And, you know, as a racer, it's hard for him to say much, but uh, from the business side, um, obviously not, not ideal. And, you know, it's, it's definitely not something that I decided to do in malice or anything, you know, to make them look bad or anything like that. It was just, just the way it played just out. Just the reality of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, um, you know, I don't know if it's <laughs> a few people have said, cause we're all sitting around a bit bored you know, you kind of have more time to reflect on what's going on and where you're at. So, yeah, I don't know if it was kind of getting the no racing, you know, itch and decided, you know what, it's time. So, yeah, we had a few cheeky text messages. And, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, all that, you know, it's funny that all that stuff kind of is there because you're like, you know, obviously you believe in yourself as a driver and what you can do. But then if you have, you know, not just yourself, if there's a few other outside influences saying the same or similar things, you know, I went, know what? I'm just going to grow some kahunas. Just and, go for it. And have a crack here. And if it all falls out and uh, I look silly at the end of it, so be it. But I've you know, that's put, put my neck on the line to do and it's so different to putting, a, putting it all on the line during a shootout lap or the race to win something. It's the same thing. It's just this time it's off track. Now, we're very excited to obviously hear the uh, announcement when it, whenever that comes. and uh, Later in this episode. Later in this episode, <laughs> in obviously. In this conversation. Um, but uh, we, you know, we obviously hope that it's um, the right step for your career. 
Uh, but you do have some more races with Brad Jones Racing to finish out the year. Um, obviously, the calendar was uh, announced four rounds at Sydney Motorsport Park. And yeah, it's a bit of a happy hunting ground for you guys uh, at Sydney. So um, I'm sure you're looking forward to that to finish off the year. Yeah, I can't actually wait to go to SMP just as a circuit. It's been one that's kind to me since Formula Ford and Cup Car and, and other events like that. So, you know, a couple um, wins last year off the back of a big break like what you had. So hopefully it uh, kind of rolls out similar and we can get some good results for the team in R&J batteries. And, you know, it'd be the perfect way to kind of um, finish up my uh, Brad Jones racing career with a couple more trophies would be great. But, um, yeah, the big one for me is Bathurst. I feel like we've had a bit of a unlucky run up there. Um, you know, we came really close to a big result in 2017, but since then it's been, it's been pretty thin for us up there, but we've had good pace. So I'm hoping this year we qualify well we get to start where we qualify and um the you know it just runs a, a smooth day and you know we can all um sit back at the end of it and hopefully finally give brad the result he kind of deserves up up at, at Bathurst. so we'll see now uh, for the the silly season it's uh, in full swing and there was there's uh, a couple of tasty seats available for you but it was interesting what you'd said uh, about some of these changes might encourage or promote um, some new drivers or new teams to sort of shine. We've also got Gen 3 coming on board potentially as early as next year, if not um, 2023. So there will be, by nature, a, a big shake-up. Did that add, did all those factors add to the to your decision? Yeah, that definitely played a big part, especially with Gen 3 coming. You know, it's. I think when it comes to that, it's, you know, the, I guess the manpower and engineering power behind that is going to, Hopefully, you know, the you know, certain teams will hit the ground running. And then, you know, I guess the mid-year thing was a little bit daunting um, for, you know, not being a big, I guess, powerhouse team, if you want to call it, um, with the resources. You know, it's going to be a big deal for the smaller teams to put together these cars, especially with this mid-year and still run their current cars. So that, that definitely played a factor. And then, yeah, um, I just saw a big opportunity, like I said, with Wing Cup retiring, you know, nothing's going to slow Shane down. He's probably going to get faster. <laughs> he's, a, he's a freak, but, um, you know, you never know. It could pull them back as a group a little bit. You know, I'm sure Brock's going to do a ripper job, but there's, there has to be more attention on trying to get him up to speed. So I think there is a definite window there for, you know, Triple Eight finally might be a little bit weak because he can't, you know, love or hate him. Wing Cup is an absolute legend of the sport and the way he drives a car is, seriously impressive and you know he still watches on board every round and thinks far out like the way he drives it is pretty special so I think you know Brock is going to have big shoes to fill but it's also mm -hmm. going to take a little bit of yeah you know, they're going to have to put their eye somewhere else to try and get set up to speed rather than just you know lap one practice one next year they you know their cars normally go bang bang one two and off they go so it's going to be I think it's going to be a little bit different but uh you know it's like nothing against Brock I think everyone has to learn so we'll see how we yeah. go and <laughs> Um, I think, that's why I think big teams have a chance. I think a, a lot of people underestimate the challenge that he's got ahead of him. You know, Jamie is one of the best operators in the business, the GOAT, as we call him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's got big shoes to fill, no doubt. Um, Nick, there's been quite a break between rounds. Um, you've made the move up to Queensland. Um, yes. You know, so you've got a nice little tan there that we can see on the on the Zoom. Very jealous. How have you been filling your time? I, I know you've got yourself uh, a simulator again, um, so you, you're back on the sim. But any karting or anything like that, getting yourself prepared for when the racing does kick off again? 
yeah, to my disgust, I got a simulator again. No, <laughs> gave, gave you all shit for so long about having to be on there, but um, no, it's just here in the in the corner of the lounge room. But you know, thankfully, um, you know, I kind of had my arm twisted a little bit, and then I, I met um, the guys at Racecraft in Perth a few years ago when I was doing getting some coaching from uh, BD over there at Arise Racing or Motorsport, whatever they are. I can't remember. It's been a while since I've been there, but um, I drove their sim over there and thought, you know what, if I was going to get another one, this is a nice bit of kit. So. Yeah, back in E-Series with you and, um, you know, I'm having a bit more fun than you at the moment with it. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, not hard. (laughs) I hear you blamed your equipment recently, so... Absolutely. Be uh, our sim driver when and showed you how to do it. <laughs> yeah, so I got a, I got a little bit of coaching. Just uh, it was actually really good um, to have it's Jake. Helpful, isn't it? Oh, just just to get get on my sim and go. Yeah, that feels right. That's not yeah. whatever. Um, and he's a river bloke too. So I think the the quote from Jake um, was, "There's nothing wrong with the sim. This is the greatest <laughs> sim that I've ever seen. It's all in the driver." He, he said that the equipment wasn't lacking when I asked. Him. No, um, <laughs> But then I guess, you know, I've, kind of, uh, I've actually used this. I've had a, probably the biggest gap off training I've had for ages. You know, I kind of thought, you know what, who knows when we're going again. So kind of, I've definitely relaxed a bit more and enjoyed the Queensland lifestyle in the sun. And now that I know when we go racing again, I'll, um, you know, start to build the training back up over the next four weeks and, and be ready to go. But uh, I've been able to get my go-kart up here yet, which is kind of annoying. You know, obviously I can't even get down to Melbourne to get anything or visit people. So, you know, I'm looking at uh, potentially doing some stuff with Patrizzi because he's got a very good kart team up here and just um, arrive and driving it and just to do some driving before we uh, head to SMP. But other than that, it's just out there banging mirrors with you in the simulator. That's, <laughs> that's it. That's all the driving hey, that goes on. Hey, if you want us to uh, look after your go-kart, I'm sure Grant and I can do that. No dramas. Hey. I thought you got one. You fit in that one, yeah? One. <laughs> I fit in Oscar's one, yeah. I actually yeah, had yeah. a little driver, that one. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> He's got an arrive and drive set up too. I see. He just, he just rocks up and it's all there and ready to go. Hey, we got that off Patrizzi as well. He's a bloody good operator, Patrizzi. It looks um, it looks good. I see Will and all those guys up there doing it. So um, yeah, might have to have a little skid just to make sure I remember how to kind of get bashed around. And, you know, obviously the simulator is that. Uh, pretty cushy and you can have some uh, nice refreshing ales while doing it. So it's um, a little bit different. <laughs> I like those odds. Hey, so the next uh, next couple of rounds of supercars is going to take us to Sydney Motorsport Park. They've got like 15 different variants of yeah. that circuit that they could use. Obviously, the, you know, the standard, uh, what is it, 3.9K1 uh, will be one that is used probably more often than not. Would you like to see them use the that flip-flop, that ride day, ride day version, um, is there, can we mix it? I know you can't run the thing in reverse, but I don't know. Would you, would you like to see different circuits used for these events? Yeah, like, I guess for me, probably not, because my car is pretty dialed on the proper circuit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, you know, it's going to be pretty cool under lights. And to be honest, how many ride days we do on that little short circuit, and you're generally on, like, 500k old tires with canvas hanging at the back and it wheel spins from like that little flip-flop thing all the way up to the last couple of corners so i'm not it doesn't really give you a lot of good memories i don't know about you Tony. <laughs> it's, like a, it's a um it's not the finest little circuit but i and i guess there'll be i don't know where you'd pass to be honest mm. um so it'd make it a little bit difficult but um yeah they've got enough there i don't know do we do the long circuit i've never driven out 
over it's the very tight there, super tight maybe hsv day like 10 years ago but um yeah i don't know what they're going to do there i reckon we'll end up on that short circuit which would be interesting the front bumpers will probably get a bit of a workout but uh, <laughs> yeah i think i guess the good thing is we we're in one spot and we can get it done it was kind of there or tail and men really wasn't it so what are you going to do for a month in sydney do you have uh, anything <laughs> other than other than driving your supercar around is there anything you're going to want to tick off and i think one of the things will be not to get COVID. that'll probably be yeah. high on the priority list <laughs> yeah. i'm fully vaccinated so i thought you know i'm like invincible now apparently no <laughs> it's um <laughs> Yeah, I got a. We actually have no information, to be honest. Um, when did it come out? Saturday morning. I woke up and thought, oh yeah, there's a calendar. First I've heard of it. So um, yeah, I guess I'm trying to figure out in the background how it all work. If we're going to be same as last year, just at that hotel straight across the road, and you can only go there or the track, or how it's going to work. So I guess I could take the PlayStation and just get locked in a room like we had last time, or um, yeah, I don't know how it's gonna. Honestly, I have no information for you. I might go to the zoo. <laughs> Just take the miso. I don't think she's really that keen to roll into New South Wales and quarantine way out. Okay. Yep. Oh, well, few questions to ask, but at least we know what we're doing. And um, I guess it all uh, leads up to that big race up at that big mountain. Uh, later in the year, you don't have, uh, it seems like a lot of, a lot of your contemporaries have other categories to, to compete in, like, uh, Tony D will be doing, mm. doing a couple, a six day event. It's a long time to be up at Mount Panorama. Would you maybe like to find a diff, uh, something else to, to sit in, to occupy at the time? I actually realized that the other day. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do for that whole, like, mm. I was just sipping coffees and I don't know, maybe we got the top and heckle you, Tony, as you go past or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, what, you, what you do for that time, but it's pretty cool to have that, that event together. And, um, you know, hopefully, I guess there's always been a bit of a, it feels like it's like nearly like a war between um, the TCR management or whoever and then the supercars and no one wants to play together. But I think it's pretty cool that we're all in one spot and, you know, we can draw in everyone to come to these events, hopefully in the future. And rather than, you know, we go to supercar event, it might be a decent crowd or you go to TCR and you might get a decent crowd. Why not have it in one spot and make it these kind of like super events with all different cars? I think it's pretty cool. So, but yeah, if anyone wants to throw us a very drive, um, <laughs> I'll drive something else around Bathurst. But um, it'd be interesting to watch you guys go from a, you know, the TCR car, front wheel mm. drive um, to the supercar. Um, I did it with a cup car ages ago and he's obviously sitting on the, different side of the car and stuff and it's pretty easy to adapt to those but i think for you guys it might be a little bit different especially off the cutting and stuff with the front wheel drive it'll be uh it'll be interesting yeah it will be interesting uh, out of all the other categories though s5000 uh you got trans I'll, I'll drive by them you drive yeah i was gonna yeah, ask what would you prefer i'd love to drive an open wheeler again i think my style is actually like way more suited to an open wheeler so uh i think i'd love to jump in one of those and, and have a crack but they look pretty, scary. Pretty look scary. Track just to jump in, isn't it? Absolutely. Especially around there. <laughs> I guess it'd just be cool to have the, the wind in your hair again and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and see what it's all about. Nick, if Get you out. want to do this, we've got the hookup. We'll, we can make it happen. We can make oh, it happen. Am I talking but to the right people? Maybe one, <laughs> maybe one test day prior to chucking one of those things around Mount Panorama, though. I'll do one at Eastern Creek, SMP, before. 
There like you go. It. All right, lock Sorry, it in. Get, give, me, give me five lights or something. Sorry. Get on with it, Grant. <laughs> Tony D, we couldn't get the news about where Nick's going to drive next year, but we have just done a deal for him to race S5000 <laughs> at Mount Panorama. So. <laughs> You're beauty. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. What other? Oh, there's, been other so. tall, there's been other tall. There's been other pretty tall drivers who who have had a go. I'm Everyone sure. looks tall for me. <laughs> did Garth Surely, drive, did Garth drive one? Didn't we get oh, Garth to drive testing. one? Yeah. yeah. I'm not, not sure. sure. The category's so old, and we've seen so many races over over all, right. all these years. <laughs> Lost count. <laughs> Surely Tony will just give me his TCR car for a couple of sessions. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Wally's got quite a few TCR cars. So I'm sure he does. <laughs> we can get you in for one. Hey, David Wall, actually, I saw David Wall drive your car and he'd be a similar height to uh, to young Nicky. So that height is going to be no problem. No problem. Perfect. I'll leave it up to your... Let's lock it in. Let's lock it in. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. TCR S5000 and a Bathurst 1000 drive. You're going to be pretty busy. We're, maybe we're looking forward to getting up to that uh, that big old mountain for that race and these four events at Sydney Motorsport Park. We wish you all the best for them there. Uh, I think I'll see you up there. Don't know about Tony D. He might uh, stroll up to Sydney at some point and um, Definitely. And knock on Anton or Will's door and see if he can <laughs> climb in for a bit of testing. But it uh, made in the meantime, enjoy. We'll uh, we'll see you soon and we thank you for joining us on Parked Up. No worries. Thank you for having me. Thank you, mate. And we thank Nick for his time on the Parked Up podcast. So let's go talk about a young Porsche driver who is making waves. He's currently third in the Painted Dixon Porsche Carrera Cup Australia. I've uh, satisfied all of uh, the sponsors who don't sponsor (laughs) us, but we do love Porsche. And we like ourselves a little bit of Cooper Murray as well. He's a rising star in the uh, in the Porsche scene, and he's going overseas to do some pretty cool things. We spoke to him just before, and he's got so much going on that, as you'll hear, I tripped over all my words as I was trying to explain it all. Tony makes a great deal of fun of me as I try to do it. But here he is. It's Cooper Murray on the Parked Up podcast. And it's great to have Cooper Murray on the Parked Up podcast, one of Australia's most promising Porsche rising stars, and he's joined us to to have a quick chat. Cooper, how are you? Thank you. Thank you for having me on, Grant and Tony. No problem, mate. We uh, we get to see a fair bit of you when we're allowed to see you doing a bit of training with Reaction Performance, and we'll talk a little bit about how Leastimation works us to the bone uh, to keep us to keep us fit, but. But the thing, I guess, you've been in the news just in the last week uh, with an amazing opportunity through Porsche's awesome global pyramid system. It's not one of those uh, those freaky pyramid systems where they, you know, try and take all your cash, uh, selling your Tupperware. <laughs> uh, it's trying to take your career to the absolute top level. You've been doing extremely well in Porsche Carrera Cup Australia taking race wins and you know for such a young bloke you're uh, you're showing great signs and you're going to get to go overseas this year I didn't think anyone was going to go overseas in the near future you're going to get to go overseas do some testing race at Portimao over in uh, in in the French Carrera Cup uh, championship and then you're going to compete for an awesome prize through the uh, junior uh, junior driver 
stuff. Uh, mate, you're going to tell us all about it. I'll stop uh, dribbling here. <laughs> yeah, what you do you let him take the mic. God's that, sake. You can take the mic, mate. What an, what an awesome opportunity. Yeah, um, it's an amazing opportunity and a once-in-a-life opportunity as well to go over and compete in the Porsche Junior Global Shootout, um, compete against Porsche's um, top drivers from all around the world uh, from all different Curra Cups. It's uh, an amazing opportunity and uh, looking forward to it, um, as well as you said, the making my debut in the Porsche Curra Cup France series, as well as some uh, test days as well in the new 992 GD3 Cup car. Now, Coops, uh, we've seen a lot of Aussies do very well uh, in this sort of stepping stone in their career. Obviously, Matty Campbell is the one that stands out, Jackson Evans as well. And they've all come from McElroy Racing, uh, like yourself. So you're driving the same car that uh, Matty Campbell and Jackson Evans drove. Um, what is it about McElroy Racing? They seem to be able to groom these young guys and give them the opportunity that they've always been sort of looking for. and getting them over there uh, to showcase what they can do. Yeah, so that's why we went to McElroy um, halfway through the season in 20, 2019. Um, the way they prepare their drivers uh, to get the best out of them to go to the shootout is something that not many other teams do in the Curry Cup Australia series. Uh, they teach you everything from media training um, to psychological help um, to make sure you're driving to the Porsche Cup car. Uh, the best they can and with Matt and Jackson going over to Europe and actually being Porsche drivers, um, Porsche know exactly how they want the drivers, their drivers to drive the car. Um, and it's good because Matt and Jackson can also give that feedback to Andy and um, they teach us the same way as Porsche teach Jackson and Matt. It seems like Andy's done a very good job um, with, with all three, three of you uh, preparing you f- uh, for this opportunity. Have you had much chance to actually chat with Matt and Jackson um, leading up to this opportunity? Um, not so much. It's more being talking to Andy. Um, he's got the correspondence with Matt and Jackson. So um, just been dealing with Andy and obviously Lee Gayer as well, um, the engineer at McElroy Racing. Um, just been corresponding with them a lot, um, just preparing myself the best I can. Did you think that uh, with COVID last year, this opportunity might not present itself. I mean, you were dominating the championship last year and then you sort of, I feel like you've had to run the championship again to almost get yourself overseas. Um, you've had a few hurdles this year. You got shunted into a tail and bend and almost tore your, your shoulder uh, out of a socket. Um, but you've recovered from all of that and you, you got yourself back into the championship hunt. You know, did you think at one stage there, this opportunity wasn't going to present itself? Yeah, as you said, um, last year in 2020, we set off the championship. Amazing. Um, and that was meant to be the year uh, that I'd go over to the Europe and compete in the shootout. Um, obviously, it got pushed back a year because of COVID. Uh, so we had to do the championship again this year, Curry Cup, um, to win that ticket to go over. And after tail and bend, I thought it was going to be very difficult um, to get that ticket. Obviously, being taken out, having the broken scapula. But we had an amazing Townsville. Um, we managed to climb back and um, turn around a 60 point deficit and then come back out on top in the junior championship. Um, and obviously, yeah, here we are today, um, getting ready to go over. It's awesome, mate. And um, we, we can't wait to see the progress is, so that's the, the, so the goal is to, to stick with the Porsche program overseas and try and conquer the, the motorsports world 
uh, through that. You know, a lot of young kids like yourself would have their eye on the Supercars Championship here, but your career, you're, you're certainly aiming it towards a, a, a sports car future, un- unless, uh, of course, McLaren want to call you up and go Formula <laughs> One racing. Yeah. Um, so since we joined GD3 Cup Challenge in 2018, that's always been to go- been the goal, um, to go over to Europe and become a Porsche factory driver. Um, so, yeah, that's the next step. Um, go to the shootout, compete for that like Jackson and Matt have and um, give it my all and hopefully we come away on top. Um, Cooper, can you give us a bit of insight into what is ahead of you? Um, Grant did his best to explain it at the start, but uh, let's get it from the <laughs> horse's mouth. Um, you've got a test day, then a race, a bit more testing, and then finally you get to uh, to do the shootout, which at this moment in time, you don't even know what track that's going to be at. Yeah, um, shootout hasn't been confirmed for a track yet. They leave it until the last moment. So all the European teams can't go over there and test on the track and get an advantage. But yeah, exciting times ahead. I've got a test day at Portimao on the 18th of October. Um, and that same week, I also got a race meeting. So in the Porsche Croak Up France, um, which is very exciting on the 23rd and 24th of October. Um, I'll be racing with Martinet by Almiras. Uh, the team Jackson Evans currently raced for this year and finished second in the Porsche Super Cup series. Um, and then I've got a little bit of a break. Um, and then in October, I've got two test days at Paul Ricard, which will be exciting. Um, just to get and this is in a new car as well. Yeah, in the new 992 Cup car. Um, so to get some laps in there and prepare for that. Um, currently haven't driven that car at all, while uh, Europeans have already had a season in that car getting to know it so it's important going into the shootout i've got the best possible chance i can to win it and the best possible chance is by going over there and testing the new cup car and getting laps in it and miles before going to the shootout now you've been doing a few miles in it though um it's a bit of secret testing at home on the old eye racing um getting yourself as, as acclimatized as you can be and you're actually sitting in your sim right now and yeah um um, obviously, just because you've got Zoom on that computer, no other reason uh, whatsoever. No, no reason at all. <laughs> Brody was the same when we inter- interviewed him the other week. He was sitting in his sim. Um, now, you're very handy on the sim. So are you using that as a bit of a training tool as the best you can? Yeah. So um, luckily enough that iRacing just brought out the new 992 Cup car a couple of weeks ago on their platform. So I've been doing as many laps as I can on that. Um, also on a set of Corsa testing at Portimao. Um, in preparation to learn the track for Crow Cup France round. Uh, so that's been good. Learning a new track. Uh, it's an amazing track and I can't wait to get on it in real life. There's some amazing circuits over there. Very, very jealous. Imagine, Grant, if they did the test here in Australia. We only have, what, five or six tracks, really. Mm. And... Hey, they haven't announced for where this uh, where no. the test is going to be. It could be at Queensland Raceway. It could be. You could be You could be in luck here, Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let's talk uh, reaction performance. Uh, our good mate, Lee Summation. We spend quite a bit of time together training, um, getting getting ready for our next or up, upcoming events. Um, how crucial has that been in, in just trying to prepare yourself physically uh, the best you can, considering we're not doing any real racing or driving at the moment. We've got no match fitness whatsoever. Yeah, obviously with no racing at the moment, it's important to keep as fit and as lean as we can. Um, so we're always on top of our game when we do have to go back in the race car, um, just so 
say like there's people out there that aren't really doing much um then all of a sudden when they find out they're going racing they're like oh crap i'm gonna get fit again um yeah. that's good we keep training um we stay on top of it we're always getting fitter and fitter stronger and stronger which uh makes it all easier in the car you don't have to worry about your neck being sore or you're running out of breath uh, or anything you're always on top of your game what is what has Lee given you? Has he given you anything extra in the lead up to these tests? Obviously, you're going to sort of be out of your normal routine, being overseas and maybe spending some time in uh, hotels and uh, you know all these other extra uh, pressures going on with trying to compete for uh, you know some pretty big prizes. What's what's been his uh, recommendations and um, and training regimes he's he's working you towards? Yeah, so training-wise, um, we've been working on my neck um, quite a bit just to get that neck strength back up. Um, obviously, with the new 992 Cup car, it's got a bit more downforce as well. So it's important to get that neck strength um, so your neck doesn't get sore while you're in the car after a day. And um, otherwise, other than that, um, being over here in Europe, obviously, new country. I've never been over there before. Uh, be over there by myself so it'll be a big big learning curve traveling around but um, I'm lucky Lee also trains Molly Taylor yep. so she's had to go there and live by herself as well so Lee's been in contact with Molly um, getting tips and information to help me while I'm over there by myself as well which is good hey mate well, we'd definitely come over and uh, carry your bags for you if you like yeah you can carry my helmet for me <laughs> we'd go wouldn't we Grant I would be very good at that. That would be kind one of Monaco, the... you know, I, just hanging you're out. small enough to fit in my suitcase as well, Tony. So that's a plus. <laughs> oh, Why does he carry on 65 kilos? <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Murray. Cool, mate. Hey, look, very great good. to catch up. And we, uh, we look forward to seeing how it all goes. What's well, I hope we what, never what, see what, you again, to be honest. Well, uh, hopefully we stay over there. Hopefully we do see you again, but maybe via some of these Zoom chats, and you can exactly you can keep us up to date. But just uh, just what what do you how do you feel the next two months of your life is going to go? Do, do you think like, obviously the aim is to try and win? Yeah, do you think that is is that the is is that real in in your mind? Are you prepared for for that? And uh, you know potentially that this is the start of your international motor racing career. Yeah, well, these. Next two months and probably next or the biggest two months of my life. So um, I'm I'm prepared. I'm ready. Um, I think I have what it takes to win. Um, it's up to me to do it. No one else. I go over there, do the best I can in the car and out of the car as well. Um, try and press Porsche as much as I can, and we'll see whatever the outcome is. I know I've put in a hundred percent, and I couldn't do any more. It's exactly what we sure, want, mate. You're gonna smash it, mate. All the very best, all the very best to you. And thanks for catching us, uh, taking your time on Parked Up. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, guys. And we thank Cooper for joining us, Tony D. Uh, so you reckon that he'll let us stay at his place, just get a <laughs> sofa bed or something while, while he's at Monaco being awesome sportscaster? I think he will. Yeah, I'm putting in the hard yards now. You know, I'm, I'm making sure that I'm, you know, doing an extra kilometer running with him and whatever he wants to do, just so when he does, you know, become an international star, he remembers who we are. Yep. Um, no, it was great to have him on the show. He is a gun. There's no doubt about it. He's the real deal. 
And um, he's working bloody hard, man. We're not, we're obviously not racing at the moment, but he is ticking every box. And um, obviously with Lee, um, Stimation from Reaction Performance, he's helping him on the, on the fitness side of things and the physical side. Um, and he takes it so serious, like down to his eating, um, his training, like everything he is um, very diligent with. So he's very serious about this opportunity. And I just know that he's, he's going to do a great job. So we've got our fingers crossed, fingers yep. crossed. Awesome. Like, I, like I said, I really hope we never see him again. <laughs> <laughs> I hope In he does a Matty Campbell. And uh, just, you know, his career just skyrockets. In the best way possible, of course. And it looks yes. like he's got the uh, he's got the skills to do it. Can't wait. Can't wait. And have a really nice kid as well. Awesome. Awesome young fella. Well, there you go. That's it. Tony D, the last thing that we should mention is your E-Series competition. Oh, and it's, why do, why it's do we the have last... to finish this show on such a downer? <laughs> no, actually, I feel like, no, I actually feel for you. We went to <laughs> we went to Mount Panorama last weekend, last Wednesday, and you were so down. You were so uh, down. Uh, and I really started, I thought, I thought all these pods, I sit here and sledge you about being you crap do. at this game. Which but I now am. I actually feel sorry for you for being so crap. <laughs> <laughs> One round to go. Thanks. It's Watkins Glen. Can you turn it around? Can is there something there? I don't think so. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. Mate, I've been practicing and. Um, it's, it's just not getting much better. But I do have to thank the Logitech boys because they've been so good to me and so nice. I can tell that they, they want to give me some shit about how crap I'm going, but they, they don't. They just encourage they just, me the whole time. They leave that to me. Yes. Um, so they've been amazing. and uh, But I just feel terrible that I'm going so crap. Well, I felt so bad for Ethan last week because um, obviously with the, you know, doing the sharing the race, I'd done all the damage in the first part of the race and the poor kid had to make up about six laps by the time he got in the car. So um, yeah. he did a good, he, he's you know, super in the, on the sim and um, he's been trying to pass on as many tricks as he can, but um, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe he's speaking a foreign language or something. I don't know, <laughs> but I'll, I'll give it a crack. You know, I am looking forward to it. Yeah. Good. Good. Great. Well, I tell you what, I'm looking forward to it as well. I'm not looking forward to the fact that my Wednesday nights, are going to be completely different. I've been absolutely spoiled coming around to your place for barbecues and we had some pasta and we've had no, some. Steph looks after us big I know, time. For sure. Ice cream. Ice cream, beers, the fridge is full of beers. Yep. Uh, I miss it. I'm really going to miss it. So let's. You, you won't miss me being so grumpy on a Wednesday. Well, that's right. That's, that, that's, that's a heartache. That's a heartache <laughs> I could deal without. Anyway, it has been fun. And of course, uh, Tony thanks Logitech for its support and all the cool opportunities that he's been, that he's been given. And uh, maybe he'll end on a bang and get a uh, much rewarding top 15 finish or something. <laughs> <laughs> I would have said top 20, uh, but there's only, 20, there's only 20 in it. And usually um, by the end of it, five of these supercar drivers have had a rage quit anyway. So yeah, so top, exactly. Top, top 15 is a, uh, Look, something reasonable. I don't think I'm alone with the old rage quit. Um, it, it just gets you so frustrated. This, like when we were talking, um, you know, Shannon, 
last week, Scotty Pies misses. Um, you know, Scotty's exactly the same. You just crack it. You just, it's so frustrating. He's been all this time practicing. Um, so anyway, let's see how we go. Let's see. You beauty. Okay. That's enough. We're out of here. Thank you for listening to Parked Up. Of course, we know that all our listeners will subscribe to our channels on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on whatever other podcast you might be able to find us at. And of course, you'll be supporting our great friends at Race Fuels, who are great friends and continue to be great friends, and they can be your friends too, and they'll make your cars go much faster with their really cool fuel. So, Tony D. Hey, have they found the fan? Have they found you one to work there yet? Uh, those two jobs are still on offer. Go to Seek. Go no. to Job Spot on Speed Cafe if you want to join the great crew at uh, at Race Fuels. Hang out with Mark Tini, Sean Scott, Matt Smith. Three of the greats. You can be part of the team. Even me sometimes. I hang out down there. That's not much of a selling Ooh. point, is it? <laughs> <clears throat> All right. All right. Let's go next week. See ya. See you later. You're listening to Grant and Tony on the Parked Up podcast, and yet again, we are parked up. <laughs> but hey, Race Fuels knows motorsport, and we know the people who love motorsport don't like to sit still. You're building, tinkering, or tuning your race cars. Could you do the guts, Barry? So if you're getting a vehicle ready for your next track day or next race meeting, consider Elf Race 102. It's a high-octane unleaded fuel with 3% oxygen. It will protect your engine and you'll make power. Don't worry about our premiers shutting the borders. We warehouse Elf Race 102 in your home state and we can deliver to you. Drop us an email. Info at racefuels.com.au.